Well, it's another edition of the Boilers Extra Podcast, the basketball uh, edition, as uh, the 2022-23 season uh, started uh, Wednesday night, exhibition game, but it's still worthy of uh, a little bit of a podcast at least. I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on it because it is an exhibition game. It's hard to really glean a whole lot from this other than just watching some of the newcomers play and they work out some kinks and um but anyway Purdue beat Truman State 102-57 you know obviously scored a lot of points there um didn't particularly shoot the ball well from three as a team that individuals do well uh, I think the second group the second unit of uh, Trey Kaufman Red. Caleb first, David Jenkins, Brandon Newman, and uh, Brian Waddell were combined 7 to 12 from three, so that's a positive sign uh, from a shooting standpoint. And, you know, I do think Purdue has a pretty good collection of shooters on the floor. And when you, when you put those guys around Zach Eady, there should be, should be opportunities there. Uh, and when you look at the starters... Braden Smith, Fletcher Lawyer, Ethan Morton, and Mason Gillis. They're all very high-volume, high-quality shooters. Uh, Maybe Lawyer and Gillis and Morton a little bit more than Smith, but I think his shots and what he does from a a shooting standpoint will probably uh, develop as he gets more comfortable at the point guard position. Uh, so I, you know, there's going to be some, some growing pains there because, um, you know, he's, he's a freshman, you know, this is, this is new to him. Uh, you know, even though he brings a lot of toughness and determination and some, you know, just, he's just a, just a, a tough guy out there. Uh, it's going to take some time for him to, uh, to, to, to get settled in, um, so I don't know if a lot will be expected of him from a scoring standpoint. He's more than capable of doing that. But, you know, when you when you look at how they fed the ball to Zach Eady, uh, he was a priority early and he's going to be a priority in every game where Purdue's going to try to to get him involved, get him going. Um, I think he had 16 points in 10 minutes before he picked up his second foul. Um, and he's going to, you know, he's going to... You know, he's going to be in foul trouble just because of his overwhelming size. I mean, he had one legal screen called on him tonight. Um, you know, th- those things are going to happen to him, and he's going to have to learn to, to play through those things, um, get himself in better position because, you know, Purdue certainly needs him on the floor as much as possible and as, as many minutes as, as he can give. But, yeah, you know, Truman State's tallest player was 6'9", and, they were just it was the mismatch of mismatches uh, with Edie in there, and there was just nothing that Truman State could do with him. And you know, Purdue went to him early and often, and didn't and, and kept shoving the ball in there as they should have. Uh, but I, I was from an offensive standpoint, you know, I thought the second group showed that they're capable of uh, of putting up some points. But you know, as Matt Painter pointed out after the game, and I think most of us saw it that the um, you know the defensive uh, 
intensity was not was not there. Um, and you know they they've got to be better defensively. Uh, you know Purdue just can't outscore people all the time, as you know last year showed. I mean they got into tight games and needed better defensive play, and in some of those games they didn't get it. Um, you know, and that's the difference between extending a, a 10-point lead to 16 and not letting it get to, to four. Uh, so, I mean, there's I – mean, you can go to the Rutgers game last year where Purdue had a double-digit lead, didn't play good enough on the on the defensive end, and, you know, Rutgers cut into that lead and eventually, you know, won the game. And there's other instances like that last year. So Purdue has to be better defensively. The second group, I, I – you know, as it stands right now and the – the second group will change if the starting lineup changes, but the second group has, I think, pretty good potential uh, to put up some good numbers on the offensive end. Uh, and then you have the dynamic of Caleb First and, and Trey Kaufman Wren playing the combination of the four and five, uh, which I think can really put opposing uh, teams in a bind uh, because they're not Purdue will not always play through the post uh, with that lineup. Uh, they're going to play on the perimeter. Uh, they're going to do some other things. They'll have more space, more space for Brandon Newman, more space for David Jenkins uh, if they're in there at the time. Uh, so it's, you know, I, that's, you know, and if you've followed any of, you know, any of any of my stuff here in the early season, that's the thing I'm most fascinated about with this team is, you know, what happens when Zach Eady comes off the floor, how do, how do other teams defend it, and can Purdue really have an advantage when when that happens uh, there'll be games where it'll look really good there'll be games where it won't uh, but I those two together I think Kaufman Ren and first they have developed this um, chemistry between the two that they, they they know how to feed off each other and uh, and it's interesting because they ha- you know it's just you know you know Trey Kaufman uh, redshirted last year. Caleb played, obviously. Um, but, you know, those two, I think as the season goes on, they're going to be a really good tandem together. And on one of them will have to fill in for Mason if he gets in foul trouble with the four. You know, one will have to fill in for Zach when he gets in foul trouble. Uh, so, you know, last year, you know, Matt Painter would always point out what Travion Williams and Zach Eady did together in 40 minutes, whether it was 45 points and 20 rebounds, 35 points, 10 rebounds, whatever it was, he would always point out that they got this amount of production from this one position in 40 minutes. And I think numbers to track this year for Purdue will be what the front court did as a, as a combination. You know, that would be Zach Eady, Mason Gillis, Trey Kaufman, Wren, and Caleb first. What did what did those four players bring to the table uh, from a number standpoint each night? And I think the numbers are going to be pretty high. Obviously, Zach is going to lead that group most nights because of his ability to uh, to dominate the paint. But how much of that scoring? How much of the rebounding? How much of other things? Um, will they account for during during the course of the season? Uh, I firmly believe that will be Purdue's most productive positions, the four and the five, um, 
And if they can get the three ball going on a consistent basis, then, you know, this will be um, a dangerous team to deal with as long as they keep their turnovers down. And they only had four tonight, which doesn't really count. And then what they do on the defensive end. And if they can turn some people over without turning the ball over themselves, if they can be ahead of the game in a turnover department, ahead of their opponents in the turnover department, then, you know, this this will be a, a very successful team. But, you know, those, you know, we thought last year's team would be successful, but had too many games with too many turnovers, didn't have the defensive identity that it needed and therefore they did not win a championship of any kind and they were close close to winning the Big Ten regular season close to winning the the Big Ten tournament uh, really well not close to getting to the Elite Eight after St. Peter's beat them even though they were in position late to do that but still turnovers killed them last year and turnovers can't kill this team this year um, so It'll be interesting to see how that all unfolds with, you know, you're starting two freshmen out of the gate, and while they are mature beyond their basketball years and have played a lot of basketball, they haven't played, you know, Division One college basketball against the kind of competition they're going to play against. Uh, even as you get into the regular season with Milwaukee and Austin P, um, and then Marquette. Uh, so it's going to be... Um, you know, it's going to be an adjustment for them uh, to, to to navigate their way through through all that. But, you know, I, I think Fletcher Lawyers is probably the, one of the most pure shooters Matt Painter has recruited. Uh, you know, Braden Smith, they're going to ride him at the point guard position. Uh, David Smith, or not David Smith, David Jenkins is going to be the backup right now. Uh, he's, a, he's more of a traditional shooting guard, but... Um, you know, will play the point. Uh, he took some quick shots tonight, but that didn't seem to bother Painter, uh, in, in part because they went in. Uh, but, uh, you know, their their first 10 guys are going to play a lot of minutes uh, and then kind of see where it goes. I mean, Painter talked last year about how, how much of a struggle it was to play 11 guys and, you know, keep everything going. It sounds like he's going to go back to that same formula. Uh, and, you know, play double-digit guys, you know, if, if he can and if, if, if the situation allows. But, uh, you know, some, you know, some thing, other things to like. You know, you're going to like Trey Kaufman-Wren's physicality down low. Um, he, he's going to be a beast down low. I mean, you, you start with Mason Gillis at the four, and then if you put Trey Kaufman-Wren at the four, I mean, that's two bruising bodies that teams have to deal with. And I think Trey Kaufman is... You know, redshirting was the best thing for him, and I really think you're going to see pay, that's going to pay dividends uh, for Purdue uh, this year. You know, Caleb first didn't hit his threes, but uh, he will. Uh, you know, he you know he got some some key offensive rebounds to put back, and that's going to be another way Purdue can score and should score is off those miss off those missed shots. You know, as you know, thinking going through the roster. Uh, you know, Fletcher Laura didn't have a great shooting night, but, you know, those balls are going to go in for him. Um, Ethan Morton was just, you know, solid 
you know, he's a he's their glue guy, and he's gonna he's gonna do a lot of different things. And you're gonna have to look beyond the box score with his numbers. Uh, Brandon Newman, a really good spark off the bench with 12 points. Uh, you know, when they run some plays for him, and he gets in a rhythm, he's going to be a huge spark. Uh, so, you know, then you know David Jenkins scored the ball well tonight, and uh, showed that you know he's he's an offensive guy, and he's going to he's going to put up some shots, and he's going to be a spark for them uh, on on the uh, on the offensive end. But it's you know it's going to come back to defense. And a lot of these guys are going to earn their playing time based on what they do defensively. Uh, you know, Purdue tried the route last year of just trying to outscore people, uh, and it worked most nights. But you know, there's other nights that you know it just didn't it didn't work. And you've got to be able to win some different ways. And we'll see if uh, Purdue can do that as they as they get going in the season, you know, regular season next week uh, uh, against uh, uh, Milwaukee. Uh, but you know it's an exhibition game. Good to just kind of watch them play together, see who does what, you know how it all works, and I'm sure there'll be uh, some plenty of adjustments made uh, you know, after getting through the film and and, and starting this thing for real next week. Uh, you know when they you know get things uh, going at, at Mackey Arena, and they they've got they've got a runway of a few games before they hit the Oregon tournament, and then play Florida State in the Big Ten ACC Challenge, and then you know Minnesota in the in the uh, Big Ten opener the first uh, weekend uh, of December. So they've they've got um, you know they've got some they've got some games ahead of them that uh, they can they can see some more improvement and uh, you know work through there. Uh, to, to get themselves ready for a, really a, 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 a tough run of games, you know, because you look at the Oregon tournament, you know, it's West Virginia to start. If Purdue wins that, they've got Gonzaga. Uh, you know, if they would happen to win that, you probably got Duke. But even if they lose to Gonzaga, you and, and you're either playing Xavier or I think Florida after that. So you're, you know, if you win that first game, you're going to play three Power Five teams. Uh, and that, you know, that's that's a good that's a good schedule for Purdue. That's a good situation for them. And then you're into Florida State and then Minnesota uh, to get things going into into December. But uh, all in all, good night uh, for Purdue exhibition game. Uh, you know, you know, Iowa beat this team. I think put up put up 118 on them. Purdue puts up 102. You know, they shot the ball well from three early. I think they were five for six and then finished, I think they finished nine of 33. So um, you're not going to run into a lot of teams that do that, uh, but it, it's kind of good preparation. And, you know, the, the other question for Purdue will be once teams start pressing them, uh, who's going to be the, the alpha dog on the press? Who's going to be able to get you through those sticky situations? Uh, so... You know, that's something that's yet to come, and, you know, we'll see how Purdue handles that as um, as things get going because they will get pressed. You know, even if they don't get pressed before going to Oregon, you know West Virginia's going to press the you-know-what out of them, and they're going to have to be able to handle that. And it would be good if they got some experience against the press uh, leading up to the Oregon, just so they have some experience, even though West Virginia's press is going to be something completely different 
than what they would face uh, before that. Anyway, I uh, just wanted to do a quick uh, recap of the game uh, in case you didn't see it. Uh, you know, have a there's stories or at least one story on jconline.com uh, if you want to check that out. Got a podcast with uh, John Steppy from the Cedar Rapids Gazette as we previewed Saturday's uh, big football matchup against Iowa. He breaks down the Hawkeyes, go through the uh, the offensive woes. Uh, for Iowa this year and uh, you know was last week against Northwestern just them playing Northwestern or are some 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 signs there that Iowa's offense is ready to 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 get going in 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 the right direction and of course we talk about Charlie Jones who's been the 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 heavy topic this week uh, in the Purdue um, Iowa matchup because he came from Iowa and you know, Tyrone Tracy came from Iowa as well. And, you know, those guys will want to perform well against their former teammates, but their former teammates want to shut them down. Uh, I don't think that's any secret. But anyway, talk with John with with uh, talk with John about all that stuff uh, as you get ready for uh, Saturday's uh, football game. Purdue still uh, controls its uh, path to the Big Ten West, uh, so went out and they win it. Um, and there's other scenarios, even if they lose Saturday, that they can still get there. But uh, right now, it's it's Purdue and Illinois uh, battling battling out for the the Big Ten West. I'd also, we'll have a story up later, uh, sometime tomorrow. Uh, Ron English, uh, the secondary coach, co-defensive coordinator, talked tonight. Uh, you know, before the basketball game, about you know the issues in the secondary and uh, getting everybody back, uh, and just getting them to play better. Uh, it's you know it's evident what's going on back there. Uh, Purdue needs to needs needs to be more effective in the secondary and can't have guys running around free. Uh, so uh, I'll be posting a story about kind of the state of the secondary right now and where they're at and what they need to do. Even though they're not facing a juggernaut of an offense, one or two big plays over the top, and uh, you know that can be the difference in a game where I think Saturday points are going to be at a premium uh, to score. So anyway, that's uh, kind of what's on the agenda there. If you want to check out all the stuff, feel free uh, and appreciate you stopping by and, you know, getting a recap of uh, the basketball game uh, over Truman State. Uh, Thanks for stopping by and have a good day.